Writing Matters with Dr. Troy Hicks is a writable podcast. Find more episodes and subscribe on your favorite platforms. And if you want to learn how to grow great writers, check out writable.com. In this episode, Troy speaks with Jeremy Heiler, a middle school English and science teacher, a speaker and presenter, a celebrated author and co-author of Troy's, and the co-director of the Chippewa River Writing Project, a national writing project site. Jeremy is an expert in the field of writing instruction and shares with Troy that there is no singular best way to teach writing. For him, it involves unstructured writing time and live modeling of his own work to students, but each teacher must find the method that works best for themselves and their students. Welcome. Today we get to talk with my friend and colleague and co-author, Jeremy Heiler, uh, who is a middle school English language arts and science educator. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you very much, Troy. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your history as a teacher of writing before we dig into the rest of our questions. Ah, yes, my history as a teacher of writing. Well, I would say that um, I, when I first began uh, teaching writing to students, I I began in sixth grade. Um, That would be where I really explored a lot of my writing with kids um, that I was teaching, but uh, it was more of the uh, five-paragraph essay type writing, and uh, to keep it very kind of structured and organized for students. Um, but uh, over time, I started to develop this sense of I really wasn't doing my students any justice, um, and I always felt like um, not only the way it was being taught with a five-paragraph essay, but um, the idea that there always had to be this rubric attached to writing for students. Um, and I can get into that whole scenario later in terms of my yeah. philosophy on rubrics. But, um, you know, and over time, I just I felt like there was something that needed to change. And so um, and that's when I applied for the Summer Institute at the Chippewa River Writing Project for uh, the National Writing Project and um, actually uh, did that and uh, changed my whole perspective on teaching students writing in terms of the way I approached writing with my students, the feedback that I gave my students, the types of writing that my students were doing. Um, And so over time, it just got much better. And yeah, I mean, where I'm at today is uh, there is no such thing as a five paragraph essay in my classroom. Students aren't always writing with rubrics. uh, And writing isn't always just putting, uh, you know, a keystroke onto a Google document. Um, writing is encompassed. It's uh, writing isn't. How do I want to word this? It's it encompasses a lot of different uh, venues in terms of um, you know looking at videos, whether it's a vlog or a book review or um, you know doing a book trailer. You know those different types of things. So there's a lot of different types of writing that my student does besides just turning in a an essay um, per se. That sounds incredible. And I know that your journey has been heavily influenced by the writing project and thinking about concepts of digital writing as well. Mm -hmm. Can you give us just a snapshot? What does your day-to-day life look like in terms of the classes that you teach um, and have writing um, involved? And even in science, I know you're using writing Mm -hmm. as well. So what's just a day-to-day life look like for you in your uh, middle school schedule? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I teach uh, sixth and seventh grade and um, I teach uh, both sixth and seventh grade English and I teach a section of seventh grade science. Uh, 
in my English classrooms, um, we always typically start off with um, a some kind of writing warm up. Um, you know, at the writing project, it was always called writing into the day. Uh, I have rephrased that to writing into the hour because, you know, that's the time that we have is an hour. Um, and I typically, um, what has transformed for me is um, I used to have, you know, some kind of writing warm up. I've always had some kind of writing warm up in my classroom. Uh, but what I've changed is that now it's, you know, I give them a topic uh, <clears throat> and the topic is usually more related to things that we're doing in the classroom or something that may be happening in the real world. Um, but the, the other level that I've added to that is something that came from the writing project was um, you don't have to write about this topic if it's not appealing to you. If you just have something you need to get off your chest, whether, you know, something happened at home or in the hallways, you can write about that or, you know, you just, there's something you, you want to write about. Let's take, you know, five, seven minutes and let's just do some writing. Um, and that in itself has changed tremendously because I have way more students that share their writing um, and that are really excited about sharing their writing uh, because they have that choice, they have that option. Um, so we usually start with that in English class. And then um, right now um, we are doing a research paper. Um, and so um, we do kind of a writer's workshop kind of uh, motif in my classroom um, where, you know, I've got some students that are working on researching. I've got some students that are working on um, doing some drafting. I've got some students that um, are learning certain skills in terms of how to cite, you know, so I'm kind of bouncing around to different students. Um, so I try to do some things like that. Um, with my students in terms of writer's workshop because everybody's working at their at their own speed and their own level. Um, so, you know, I've got to kind of be on my toes in that sense, but um, it's fun uh, in, the, in, in that way. Um, and then in science, uh, a lot of things we do is we do a writer's note or a science notebook or a science journal in my classroom. Um, and the students use that for lots of different things, um, not just taking notes. Um, they're, ta they're using it to uh, ask questions about science, draw pictures, um, they're using it to, um, to help with experimental design projects, uh, different, uh, just different uh, observations that they make within the real world. Um, we use something called the science writing heuristic, uh, which gets them to think on a deeper level with science and ask them some specific questions. Uh, there's lots of writing we do. Um, we do comparative analysis type writing uh, in my classroom. Uh, there's in my science classroom, there's lots of different stuff that's going on. Um, whereas, you know, probably, you know, I would say eight, 10 years ago, I wasn't doing any of that in the science classroom in terms yeah. of writing, you know, it was more, yeah. you're taking notes in your science notebook and that's it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, good. Well, it sounds like you are thinking about the use of writing across a variety of different ways throughout the day. And yeah, we're going to cut right to it. I know we could be a little more philosophical and talk about all kinds of deeper uh, ideas related to teaching writing, but let's kind of get right to it. Um, of course, you've probably got a dozen different strategies that are really important to you and useful, and you've even described a few already, but what's your one go-to right now as you think about the teaching of writing? What, what's the strategy that really resonates most for you and for your students? I think the one strategy that works, uh, works well for me and you know, just as a whole as a teacher and for my students is to actually write and to talk out loud with my students. So for example, if I'm showing them an introduction to a research paper, 
and I'll say, hey, you need to have a hook or some kind of way to get your, grab your reader's attention. So I will actually walk through like what my process is as a writer and show them, you know, what I'm thinking and actually write it out. Like I will like, you know, make the Google doc really huge on the screen and, and show them this is what I'm writing. Here is my thinking. Um, and you know, when we're talking about thesis statements, okay, so here is what a thesis statement is and this is what one looks like. And here's my thinking why I'm writing this way. Um, I think it really helps the students because they see me being vulnerable as a writer. And so they're more willing to take chances and be vulnerable as writers themselves. And it has uh, proven to uh, reduce the amount of questions that I get from my students. But um, also I think they respect me more as a teacher because I'm willing to put myself out there uh, as a writer. That's great. And so just as a quick follow up, um, obviously you said a moment ago, you do use Google Docs. And so you'll go through that writing and revision process with them in Google Docs. Um, by any chance, do you ever use a document camera or just do handwriting or are you pretty much a technology uh, enriched uh, word processing type of writer when you're modeling that for your students? Yeah, what I'm modeling for my students, it's just on the Google Docs. Um, we are a one-to-one uh, -one with Chromebooks uh, school. And so that's what I use. Uh, at least I use the Google Docs part of it with my students. Um, it's just because, you know, it's a process for them. Uh, in terms of learning Google Docs uh, and showing them different things through that. And uh, they can see, you know, how to, I mean, something as simple as indenting, they can learn how to do, uh, they sure. learn how to see that and, uh, you know, lines facing different things and showing them the different icons. So yeah, I'm mostly technology. So I would definitely say that I'm a technology nerd when it comes to that stuff in my classroom. <laughs> that makes sense. I have to imagine though, there are still probably some students who are doing that work right in their notebook and then they transfer over to the computer. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They do that. And one of the other tools that they use and not to go down this rabbit hole is um, they've uh, really taken to Google keep uh, to keep notes mm -hmm. on and stuff, especially when they're, uh, trying to document resources and different things, they will use Google Keep and then they will just transfer that stuff over into Google Documents. Nice, nice. So then as you're thinking about the role of feedback, both the way that you provide feedback for students um, in a timely, specific way, also with the technologies that you might employ to provide feedback, and then also, how are you getting students to provide feedback to one another? I know that's always tricky and we, we hear about the perils of peer editing and even peer review and it doesn't always work right. But what role does feedback play in your classroom? How are you offering feedback to students? How are you helping students offer feedback to one another? Um, I'll start by answering the, the question of how uh, to offer students feedback to each other. Um, you know, uh, earlier I had mentioned the idea of writer's workshop. Uh, one of the things that we do or I do in my classroom when we're at the end of a drafting and we're ready to kind of turn it in for that final grade, you know, mm -hmm. and one of the philosophies I always share with my students is your writing's, your writing's never finished, but we're going to finish it to the point where you're going to turn it in so you can get an assessment. So I, Mr. Heather can see how you've grown as a writer. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> we do a writer's workshop where I have different stations and we have an editing and revision station. Um, and they are uh, providing feedback by reading their partner's paper out loud to them so they can hear their own writing. Um, they're also using that Google Docs to make comments and ask questions about each other's writing. Um, it's easy to have your students in, in, in terms of like using the comment section say, okay, you know, you need to provide feedback for your, for your partner. You know, what are some things you notice? What are some things you need to change? 
but I think the real, the real strategy to use, and I think the real um, where students benefit the most is when you tell the writer themselves, okay, so your partner just gave you some feedback, just wrote some comments on your document, your Google document. Now I want you, so that I know that you read their comment, I want you to respond to their comment and tell them how did you fix that problem or what are you going to do to fix that problem. Um, that does two things. Number one, it focuses the students on, yes, they need to make those changes to their writing or at least acknowledge that there is, you know, that their partner has done something to help them as a writer. Um, and then number two, that I as a teacher can see that they are taking the revision and their editing seriously. Um, so those are some ways that students are revising and editing and helping each other with feedback in their classroom. So one of the other things is reflection, uh, where I give the students two or three questions at the end of uh, when I give their paper back after I've given them uh, their grade and their feedback. Um, and I have students answer questions about their paper. Uh, for example, a simple question might be, uh, what did you do really well in this paper? Um, and then another question, a follow-up question would be, what are some things that you need to improve on for your next piece of writing? Um, and then, you know, uh, again, I'll give you one more example is why do you think you did really well here? Um, why do you think you need to work on this? Um, so that comes though after I've given them feedback. In terms of my feedback, you know, if, if I had, if I could come up with an effective strategy for every teacher to have the, I guess this great way to give feedback to students in a timely manner, I think I'd be a millionaire, um, but there's no one strategy that's out there that's gonna work. You have to find something that works for you. What works for me is that in the grade book, I always um, give them a check mark that shows that my writing's been, their writing's been collected, so parents know that, hey, they've at least turned it in. Um, and then I usually take anywhere of upwards to a week to two weeks to get their papers back to them, but I'm going through them with a fine tooth comb and I'm using Google Docs and I'm making comments um, but I'm not negative with my students. What I do is I usually turn in, um, turn, turn something that might be a negative in their writing. I turn into some, try to turn into something positive. And, and how I do that is instead of saying, oh, hey, you know what? You have a lot of really simple sentences here. You know, um, you really need to improve as a writer. And instead, I will turn that into a question and say, hey, what are some other ways or other types of sentences that you could use in your writing that could uh, make your writing better? So I'm kind of putting it back onto the student. So I give them that kind of feedback. And again, when they get their papers back from me, they have to respond to that, those, some of those comments. Um, especially if, because I usually give anywhere between four to five questions to each student. And I do ask them to respond to that because, you know, so many students are so quick to just look at the grade and then they never look at the paper again. Well, that's one of the reasons why they do the reflection. That's one of the reasons why I want them to go through and look at my comments. And then I know that they've gone through and they've actually taken a, some serious consideration on how they can become better writers. That's really thoughtful. And I, I guess I'm curious and maybe not to put a negative spin on it, but do you find that half of the students take that seriously? 75% of them, 90% of them, nearly all of them? I mean, how, how seriously do they engage in replying to those comments and then putting that into action in their revision if you had to put a percentage on it yeah i would definitely say it's between 75 and 80 percent of the students you're still going to get those students that just they could they're they just don't care <laughs> you know you've got those kids that are just like okay whatever i'm just going to walk through the motions because mr heather wants me to walk through the motions <laughs> gotcha yeah well i think that happens to all of us so. yes absolutely
Yeah, well, and that leads really well into our third question is uh, about what drives you and keeps you motivated to do this work every day. And so if you had to think of a word or phrase that really relates to your work as a teacher of writing and as a writer yourself, uh, what would that be? How, how do you get motivated? How do you stay focused? What, what's your mantra that uh, you take with you into the classroom each day? Uh, you know, I, there's, a, the, there's a book by John Gordon. It's uh, titled, the, uh, and it just came out too long ago, and it's uh, the, the Power of a Positive Team. Um, and then this, he talks about being positive leadership, you know, and, you know, what you need to do. Um, and one of the philosophies that I have, and I actually have it written on my white, it's not, on, it's not written on my whiteboard, but it's a, um, it's a printout I have on my whiteboard. It talks about um, chasing greatness every day. Um, and so that's kind of my mantra. That's, you know, I'm looking to chase greatness every day. Um, and so whatever I need to do, it's, and, and if I were to choose one word, it really, and it's a word that I have on my cell phone, it's mentality. Um, we have a choice in terms of what our mentality is every single day. Um, that is my word because, you know, I can choose to walk into my classroom and be negative, or I can choose to walk into my classroom knowing that I'm going to make a difference in these, these students' lives. Um, and that's what I try to do every single day, whether it's writing or whether it's some kind of social issue, those softer skills that students need, whatever it is, I, I try to make an impact on their lives. And I appreciate the work that you do. Having visited your classroom in the past and planning to visit again soon, I, I know that that's uh, something that you live in the way that you teach every day. So thank you again for all that you do. And as we close our conversation today, what's on your horizon? What projects have you got going? Uh, what are the other things that are fueling you as a teacher right now? Uh, the other things that are fueling me as a teacher is we're wrapping up the research paper in my classroom, uh, going to be moving into some argument writing, uh, which is always fun because uh, students don't truly understand what the definition of an argument is, so it's always fun to, to teach them that. Um, Science-wise, um, we're looking at doing some more modeling instruction, uh, whiteboard meetings, things like that, and in terms of me professionally, um, co-authoring a book with, with Dr. Troy Hicks here, and uh, we're looking at uh, science and literacy and so that definitely fuels me every day and so yeah you know just writing in general so it's an outlet for me so I just any chance I get it, uh, I can write then that's what I'm doing and I love it. Yeah I enjoy writing with you and uh, looking forward to going back to Beaver Island again this summer. And yes absolutely. <laughs> workshop again so all right. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for all that you do every day for your kids and for sharing some insights on the teaching of writing. You're very welcome. Thank you. Writing Matters with Dr. Troy Hicks is a writable podcast. Discover more episodes and subscribe on your favorite streaming platforms. Or check out filmed episodes on YouTube. Writable offers more than 600 writing prompts and assignments with a range of feedback and assessment tools to help you build more purposeful, proficient writers. Learn more at writable.com.